bum bum bottom 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 bum
you know, San Diego Comic-Con has been for me these last couple of years. I feel like lately the word fan and fandom, mm. there's so much negativity associated it's with it. It's often preceded by the word toxic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've really never experienced that side of fandom at Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. When you go into the trenches, when you get into the convention center, when you get into the Hall H line, it is very open. It is very diverse. Mm -hmm. It is very loving. Rarely, rarely have I experienced anything negative associated with the convention itself and mm -hmm. with all these various fandoms. And most of them, I have no clue what they are. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, too, because a lot of times I anticipate that type of toxic toxic fandom because of what we see when we're back home online. and what we see online mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So even with this year, there's some toxicity that I am anticipating, but hopefully when we're there, we don't really see a lot of that stuff. I'm thinking of a particular panel uh, that I saw that they're going to do a Game of Thrones Q&A, and I'm like, oh, uh -oh. After, this, after this last <laughs> season, you know, you hear everybody spewing all this hate about how they hated the last season, but you never know. You can get there, and there could just be this outpour of love for you know the last nine years that the show has been on the air. So we never know like how that is going to be perceived when you actually get there. But you're right; I've never experienced that when we go to Comic Con. I think part of that is because you know, unfortunately, with the anonymity of you know being online and being behind that screen and behind your keyboard, you know, people are you know empowered in some way to you know, vent their frustrations or anger in a way that they are less likely to do in person when they realize that there's another human being on the other end of that. And when you're at San Diego Comic-Con, it's the antithesis of that because you're in the presence of another human being who is genuinely expressing their, their, their love without any cynicism, uh, without any, without any hate. You, 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 you can't help but you know, if you do have some semblance of a heart or any type of empathy, you can't help but appreciate and 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 gravitate towards, you know, the the, the outpouring of of the celebration of something that you love. You know, and, and it, it makes you feel comfortable in expressing the, your love for the thing that you love. One of my favorite memories from last year was attending the Steven Universe panel before the Good Place panel. I know nothing about Steven Universe. I still really don't know anything about Steven Universe. But being in that room with all those fans who were just like emotionally engaging with this cartoon and you know were 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 cheering and were tearing up mm -hmm. and getting just engaged with with their passion was emotional in itself and you know, Lisa and I were like, this Steven Universe stuff is amazing. We love it. <laughs> Did we leave that Comic-Con Steven Universe fans? No. <laughs> but I became even more of a fan of the experience of Comic-Con. We became, we became even bigger fans of fandom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 makes you, it, it makes you, in a way, become more aware of, outside of your own little bubble, being more aware of other people and other people's feelings and, you know, accepting of that. And so... And, the, like, the intellectual diversity of ideas. There's mm. just so much room to be creative and tell your story, and, and Comic-Con really celebrates that. Yep, yep. So... Ten years ago, we were all watching Comic-Con from the sidelines, mm. and we got fed up. Yep. We were like, yeah. we're not missing out on that again. Nope. And so in 2011, we all decided as a group, because we saw through our online presences, that we all wanted to go to San Diego and finally make it happen. Mm -hmm. And so we did that. And how did we get to the first Comic-Con? By teaming up. Right. Yes. It's so, important. Yeah. Getting so tickets hard. Yeah, so in the survival guide, we're going to be covering a couple of concerns. Maybe people who don't make it to Comic-Con every year might might need help addressing. And so one of the first most stressful processes of San Diego Comic-Con is actually getting badges. Yeah. Now, the first, <laughs> well, it, the one thing is first is the worst, right? Because you have to be in the general pot with all of the other people who haven't been to Comic-Con before. Right. Luckily, though, when we did our first was 2011, so it wasn't as difficult, even though it was still hard in 2011, but once we got that first one, then it's been smooth sailing since. Well, well I'm not going to say smooth sailing. sailing. It's always <laughs> a nail-biter. There's strength in numbers. There applies. you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. so... 
Um, what would be, let's start with Brian and let's okay. say, what's your number one tip for getting your Comic-Con badge? Uh, first, make sure you register for a member ID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is key. Um, but, I mean, you kind of alluded to it uh, before, Lisa, is um, teaming up. Uh, I think that is a big key, especially now. If you, if there's any listeners who have not been to Comic-Con and are looking to go, especially now during this time where it's extremely hard to get badges, it is good to have a group of people to go in um, to try to uh, to try to get in uh, to that portal to try to solidify yourself for getting badges. So I think trying to find a group to align yourself with um, is key. Uh, if you don't, it's harder. It's, it's way hard. harder. It's it's so, hard. So it's this difficult. year we what we had what thirty friends mm. uh, in a, most of whom we met at Comic Con. Right. Yes. We've acquired all these Comic Con friends, and we had a group. And Aisha put that sh- sh- uh, spreadsheet. spreadsheet together, and thirty of us are all entering into the online portal to get tickets, mm-hmm. and. We all got tickets that first round. Well, except not for Aisha. Aisha, because she oh, is yes. so nice. She kept letting other people get the tickets first because you can only buy tickets three at a time. Mm-hmm. So she was left out, and it came down to round two of ticket sales, general popu- general population, where we got Aisha her tickets. Yes. Now, when it was just the four of us, we got in that first year. And that first year, you could buy for four. You could buy for four. Mm-hmm. Second year... Not all of us went that Somebody second have year. A, I didn't go to second Darren year. didn't go that Darren second year. Darren didn't go the second year. And Lisa didn't get tickets. She didn't get tickets for Saturday. The two inside days. Me and Brian yeah. both had a donut year. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so with four people, you we were still seeing that, okay, people might miss out on tickets. Mm-hmm. When you have even larger, you know, 10 people, 15 people, 30 people, mm-hmm. We all got all four days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely one huge tip for getting badges is build a network. Mm -hmm. When you are at Comic-Con, you're going to be talking to people in line, Mm -hmm. uh, and you're going to exchange probably your Twitter handles or friends on Facebook, and 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 make sure you're networking to find like-minded people. Plus, it's fun. And if you've never gone, and this is your first time, find a bunch of friends who all want it to be their first time. Yep. Yeah, yes. that's a great idea. Go yep. with a group. Yes. Do you have anything to add, Darren, to the getting of the badge? Um, be patient. Oh, that's uh, a good one. You can, you can easily uh, become frazzled. And so if, <laughs> so the way the process worked, and it's changed um, incrementally since we first had to log in and, and try to get badge, badges. But so what happens is you know, they're, uh, I want to say like a week, two weeks prior, you'll get uh, a date and time of when you have to log in to a portal. Uh, as Brian said, make sure you registered your, um, your username, your, you know, your badge ID, member ID. ID. Um, so you would log in and at around 11 o'clock, uh, our time, is it like 11 o'clock? Yeah. Something like that. There's a, there's a link you click on and it'll take you into a waiting room. Now, you can enter that waiting room on minute one that the waiting room is opened mm-hmm. or the last minute the last that the minute. waiting minute waiting room is open. And it says that you have an equal shot. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's but like, I still enter the first. It's minute. like the, it's like the Thanos snap. It's, <laughs> it's, they randomly select you. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're randomly put in a, a line. So you, 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 cl- you click on that link at any time between um, 11 o'clock and 1159. Right. And you're, you're going to be entered into a waiting area. The patience comes in in that, you know, don't don't allow yourself to get too frazzled or overexcited that you either, you know, miss a detail and accidentally close that window out because you will, you know, if you close that browser window out, you'll take yourself out and you have to go back in, click that link again and put yourself in the queue. You might have been randomly put in at number 23 at that first, you know, your first try. You close that window out and click that link again. You may be now number 12,061. Yeah, back in the day, you could hit the refresh button. Refresh, right. refresh, refresh. Mm, yeah. Not um, so but, fast. Uh, and this is one of the changes that has happened in that if you hit your refresh button, you will have to, you know, hit that link again. So just be patient and hit the hit the link one time. And just wait. Make uh, sure you have strong internet. Yes, and, and strong internet connection. Because I, I want to say, like, after 12 o'clock when that portal closes and you can no longer use that link, um, then they begin selecting randomly who they allow 
to purchase tickets. And, um, you know, there'll be a, there'll be a, a, a prompt on your window that will say, you know, uh, it'll say you're placed in line. And it'll also tell you, like, Saturday badges are sold out. Right. Friday badges have sold out. Right. And so don't lose don't lose hope uh, if you know if you can't get all four days as we'll cover later on. There's plenty of things to do um, outside of the convention center that you won't need a badge for. But you know you know just be patient so you don't overlook uh, anything and, and miss a detail and actually accidentally close that window out. And both Brian and Lisa have missed out on Fridays and Saturdays, mm-hmm. and you still went all the way across the country from Washington D.C. to San Diego to partake in the event despite having missed two days. And had an amazing time. And, yeah. the great, and the great thing about that is, like, when we had that donut year, that was 2012, and there were still activities around San Diego, around the Gaslamp District. Now they have really upped that a lot, where you literally could just go to San Diego and have and have just as good of a time at Comic-Con without having a badge because there's so much stuff to do outside and around the convention center. Yep. So, I mean, that makes it even just uh, more, more of a reason why you should all, why you should go whether you have a badge or not. I yeah. think the most hilarious thing about that donut year was that uh, Brian and I weren't that close at that time. Mm. Where I feel like if we got a donut year now, me and Brian would <laughs> hang out. <laughs> but, like, literally, that my donut year was just me by myself. Yeah. Walking yeah. the streets of San Diego. Because, of course, Brad is not going to come out of the building for me. No. That was Iron Man 3 year, guys. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I remember that Saturday because I, I went to the movies to go see Savages. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yikes. So, Yikes. Remember, <laughs> uh, Darren touched on my tip, and my tip is to read all of the instructions. Mm. So once you have been very patient and you've gotten into the time to, um, at, you get selected, and it's your time to purchase the badges. Mm. You have like, you know, I think it's something like four minutes or something like that. It sounds like not a lot of time, but it is to go through read everything and purchase. So the last thing you want to do once you get selected to buy your badge is to freak out because one year I almost majorly screwed you guys because I think I was buying mine and your two badges. I can't remember. For the sake of narrative, that's what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And I went through the whole process of I entered all of our handles and I entered all of our emails and I entered entered all of my credit card information and then I was like I did it Mm -hmm. I got their badges and I'm a hero and I was texting you guys resting on my laurels don't sweat it blah 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 we've got our badges woo woo it mod forever (laughs) and then I look and I realized I hadn't hit the like submit button <laughs> like <laughs> i hadn't actually purchased them I, I what, what had the counter gotten down to um let's say for the sake of drama three <laughs> seconds oh no <laughs> so um i did manage to buy them and uh, but that would have been real real embarrassing it's, so it's, don't panic it's incredible though because like once you see that that blue spinning wheel and then once you actually get in it feels like christmas morning and it's like oh i'm in and then you just got to go through the process a lot of times i've had to like take a step back take a breath because you you can easily just start to like really panic and like all right let me get but i know you have like 15 minutes to make sure you put everybody's member id and the great shout out to aisha who made the spreadsheet so now we have everybody's (laughs) handle everybody's member id so you know i've had i had the spreadsheet up so i was able to input all the information that we needed i was like all right this is smooth so we got it so yeah, that's another thing too. Just make sure you have all your information and everything I laid think out. In the prepared. last four years, I have not gotten in once. It's always been Brian really? mm-hmm. or Lisa mm-hmm. and uh, Darren, maybe yeah, once. I yeah. got once. But not me. Yeah. Not like five years. That's crazy. Because <laughs> a lot of the times you were at work. Yeah. Lisa's yeah. been at home stressed out I having hate to deal it. with that shit. <laughs> and um, this can be your tip, unless oh. you had another tip. No, no, no. Go, Here's go, Brad's go. tip. Okay. Uh, use more than one laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you so like you have to have a member ID though. Yeah, that's so, true. So you know you can't use multiple laptops if you only have one. Member oh yeah. ID. So while Brad was at work, I would be logged in under his member ID right. and logged in under my right. member ID. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so, so we've, but but that is actually a good tip. Do not have multiple devices or laptops and attempt to log in your own account in more than multiple, once because yeah. you're going to yeah. log yourself out of right another uh, waiting Boy. room. Oh, that would be so devastating. Don't do that. Okay, so our next We've topic. We've got the tickets. We've got the tickets. Mm-hmm. 
So now we're talking planning and prep. So and anything, any tips for the time leading up to uh, Wednesday preview night, if you're so lucky we've never been, and, thurs- or, and Thursday morning? Well, uh, I want to say, I, th- I think maybe, do you think it's important to talk about the time frame f- that you have, like once you get the tickets to when... I mean, you, you know, do, yeah. you have a significant amount of time. Right. Yeah. So, it feels like all the time in the world. Yeah, I would say you have at least maybe nine months, because usually uh, we get our tickets towards the end of that year. So Especially if you're returning. If you're uh, returning, so you're looking at possibly like October, November, right. uh, so... So, yeah, you roughly have about eight or nine months uh, to prepare for the trip. So you can use that time wisely because uh, most, I want to say most hotels and most airlines, as far as your 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 um, your accommodations is where you're going to stay and how you're going to get there, you know, sometimes they won't start booking flights that far out. Um, and, and a lot of the times, as far as Comic-Con goes with the hotels, um, they have a, um, they have a, a, a set of hotels in that area that work with the uh, the the actual convention and offer like discounts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, uh, but they won't those won't go on sale. I want to say till like is it like March March February? February yeah. So if March. you want to be in the Marriott on the mm-hmm. the water next to the convention center, you've right. got to be a part of that hotel lottery. But right. you're also probably not going to get that Marriott. You may yeah. get some hostel in the gas lamp. <laughs> right. So, Which we've been at. Yeah, you have. <laughs> so so you so you but you do so I say all that to say you do have you do have time. So use it wisely to um plan out, you know, where you want to stay and look at that location as far as it's uh um how far it is away from the convention center, which is the main uh hub of San Diego Comic Con. Um but they do have don't fret because they do have a really good transportation system as far yeah. as shuttles. Yeah. Uh, so you you want to you know look at the location that you're going to be potentially staying at and just make sure that they're on the shuttle route um, so that you can go to and fro without having to pay for parking. If you're in Hotel Circle, you're good. Yep. Yep. There's a shuttle system all the way around there. And this year, Lisa and I are returning to the extended stay Holiday Inn that they've got there. That's much cheaper. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not as nice, but they it's, don't change your towels every day. It's oh. much much cheaper. And uh, I would recommend it has it. a fridge and you're not going to spend a ton of time in your hotel room anyway. True. So, you know, don't worry about it so much. Uh, and then I use the Hopper app to find cheap flights. And man, some years I've made a killing mm-hmm. on, on flights. And yeah, OK, you're using, you know, Cousin Larry's Airlines. But, you know, Cousin Larry's Airlines gets you there. Yeah. Gets you there. As long as, as long as it gets you from point A to That's point right. B. Absolutely. Right. I, I would just piggyback on that. It's really just hotel. And it's just as far as the timing is when you start to try to book and start to look for hotels. Now, you could take a chance with the lottery, but that's not until about March or so. I and can't deal. I just, I've never been able to do it because yeah. I get so stressed out. Exactly. And so for me, I usually, and because we're part of the pre-registration because we go every year, and if we're if we're fortunate enough to get our badges at towards the end of that year, I'll start looking for hotels around January or so mm-hmm. uh, for uh, to, to book them. Now, I use the site booking.com. I've used that probably the last five or six years and it's 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 served me pretty well to find hotels and I usually can find something that's pretty reasonable for five days um, sometimes I try to find stuff on the cheaper end which led to me and Darren staying at that hostel <laughs> I, I just want to say like that hostel you know literally you could touch the walls oh no that wasn't a center. hostel that was a, that was a hotel <laughs> that the, yeah that that year was a hotel uh, we, a we closet did, but it yeah hotel. but it, it, it <laughs> seemed awesome. like a hostel uh, with almost I don't think we had more any, I had more room in that hostel you, you shared yeah. a, ba- a bathroom yeah. with the whole floor I remember yeah. that too but, but, it, but it's interesting to stay at the hostel but uh, I say that just to say, just try to book early if you can. Um, the great thing about Booking.com is that you, you can reserve it, but don't have to put anything down. Um, they may have uh, an, a, an expiration date or a time where you have to cancel it, or you will uh, end up having to pay that amount. But sometimes you might be able to cancel up until the day you leave. But Booking.com is a great site to book hotels. Uh, plane tickets, I always seem to kind of fall uh being kind of late with plane tickets um i usually use that last to book and then i always end up paying that usually uh, ends up being my biggest expense are plane tickets uh but you can find like you said you use certain certain apps here's my biggest regret every year and i i don't utilize that time frame from when we got the tickets to when comic-con starts to save money right because you know, you can get there cheap relatively. The con itself isn't that expensive mm-hmm. to go. 
But if you want to partake in exclusives and f- eat nice food once or twice while you're there, <laughs> yeah. you need money. Mm-hmm. And uh, every year I go, I should have started saving uh, from the jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's a life lesson just in general. I mm-hmm. should always be saving money. Yeah. My more immediate tip is one of my favorite things we do as a group as part of uh, preparation is our trip to Target. Mm. So Mm. as Brad was talking about things with food, food can get really expensive. And if you're eating inside the convention center, it's disgusting and it's another line. Mm. So it's better to, as soon as you land in California, to find a grocery store and buy all of your food for that week mm-hmm. so you can brown bag it in the convention center. Mm-hmm. You're not going to miss having like a hot meal because you're going to be so busy going from place to place. And having a ton of fun. Yeah. So who cares if you're eating, eating something? PBJ. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And man, you save that money mm-hmm. for those exclusives. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, and well, I would say also a tip. Well, maybe we should talk about... You know, before you actually, once you get your tickets and once you got your uh, hotel reserved and before you actually get on a plane, like what to pack? Yes, that's important. Yeah. Uh, the battery packs for yes. cell phones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very useful. Yep. Multiple battery packs for cell because phones. Because you're going to make friends and, and they are going to have cell phones and they will not have brought battery packs. Right. And you want to be the cool guy and you, you want to be make, the hero. You yes. want to be the hero and you want to make friends so that they can join you in that ticket purchasing (laughs) the next year. And uh, yeah, you know, I have a laptop with me, so I have another battery just for the laptop. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, Definitely backpacks, just to make sure you can carry. A nice backpack. I am Mm -hmm. always envious of you, Brad, because I remember one year, your, your backpack doesn't look like it's uh, it can hold a lot of stuff, oh, but I remember when you showed me like you have so many different compartments. I was like, man, you so it's, it's almost like one of those clown cars. It, oh you yeah, just pull so much stuff out of it. I'm like, I need one of those backpacks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can you can buy them at REI. Uh, yes. And Jim Lee right now is doing a Kickstarter for specifically to build backpacks for convention goers. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, that have like special comic book pockets and you know toy pockets and things mm-hmm. like that. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna invest in that. Affordable chairs. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about lines in a little bit, and I know that's one thing we definitely need are like pull-out chairs, foldable chairs, stuff like that. And if you are a Hall H line attendee, you know, where you're going to sleep out uh, on Friday night to get into that Marvel Studios uh, Hall H event, uh, bring toilet paper with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, because the bathrooms around the Hall H line, they're going to go through their toilet paper really quickly. Mm-hmm. So bring toilet paper with you. Tampons. Tampons, bring yep. tampons. Wet wipes. Wet wipes, uh, underarm deodorant. Yes. Mouthwash. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mints. Yes. yes. Underarm deodorant. <laughs> underarm <laughs> deodorant for your friends around you. Mm-hmm. Um, what Brad and I do, and some people might think that this is a little bit... Uh, wasteful. F- wasteful. But mm-hmm. we always buy our s- sleeping bags at Target... And ditch them when we leave. Donate them to a, 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 a person in need. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's just extra weight in your suit suitcase, mm-hmm. and they take up a lot of space, and well, well, there are people who really do need them. This year, we discovered is we get a, a sleeping bag for Lisa and a onesie for me. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. just find that if I just buy a Captain America onesie, mm-hmm. I zip myself up, and I can mm-hmm. sleep on the grass, no problem. I All need right. a sleeping bag, because... You know, during the day in California, it feels nice and warm, but at night you're sleeping outside and the bay is right there and it gets yeah. cold. Depending on where you are in line, you may be out on the little peninsula thing, the dock, where it's just really right there on the water uh, instead of up under the tents. Um, it, yeah. I would also say if you don't, you can either pack one or when you land, a, uh, an umbrella would be a good investment if you're going to be waiting in line. Um, if you're going to have of the it, sun and the rain, the sun and the rain, yes. yeah. Because sometimes you know it, it, we do get some uh, rain here and there in San Diego. Sunblock, but most of the yeah, most yeah. importantly, uh, sunblock and, and to shade yourself because standing in line, the weather is beautiful out there, and you can be up under that sun for you know a couple of hours. So I would suggest. Yeah, last year it was unseason, like it was uncharacteristically hot. Yeah. Thanks, global warming. <laughs> Um, yes. So the next big issue is time management because there is a ton of stuff to do. We've got panels. You got those exclusives you want to get. You want to see the entire exhibit hall. Autographs. Autographs. 
off sites. Yes. All kinds of stuff. So how do you, what are some tips for managing your time at Comic-Con? The biggest tip I would say is to firstly, before you even step foot onto the plane or even land, when you land, just understand and get it in your head that you're not going to be able to see and do everything that you want to do. You're going to have to kill some of your darlings, so to speak. You're just going to have to, you know, time management becomes important when you say, okay, I want to see this, but I want to see that. Which one do I want to see more? Because they're going to bump up. Sometimes you're going to have two things that bump up uh, around that same time. And if you do that ahead of time, you don't bum yourself out when you're there trying to rush and not be able to make it because it was further than you thought and it was in this hotel and you thought it was in the convention center. And you don't want to put that pressure on yourself to try to make it somewhere, you know, in, in a, with a, you know, five minutes to spare. Because a lot of a lot of things that you have to you can do there require you to be in line and line up, you know, sometimes hours ahead of time. And so that could bump up with something that you are currently doing or that you want to do or about to do so if you just get it in your head that you know although you have you know four different things going on at the same time that are really cool and you would really like to check out just prioritize which one you want to see the most and just understand that you're going to miss something Uh, yeah anticipate everything have your heart set on nothing yeah yeah that's the biggest takeaway i had to say and i think we learned that the hard way the first year and i think for anybody going to comic-con for the first year just kind of reiterating what darren said it's like you're not going to be able to see everything that you want because of the lines and i think that was the one thing the first year it's like you see all these different panels you write them down it's like okay i'm gonna gonna go from here to here and then you realize that oh this line is like a half a mile long and i may not have a chance to get in here and i've just wasted 30 minutes sitting in this line that i'm of of a panel that i may not get into so you may have to ditch that and you may have to give yourself an hour between certain things that you want to see for uh to anticipate yeah if you have panels bumping into each other if you have a panel at 11 and then across the convention center you got to be at a panel at noon Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen guy no 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 (laughs) and but the great thing is for us who've been there for nine years straight we kind of know the lay of the land and we kind of know a little bit how certain panels and certain things may operate and which panels might be a little busier than others. So like I know me and you were talking before we came on air as far as like, you know, you might be able to walk into this one. You know, that's not a guarantee, but looking at the schedule, you prioritize, say, you prioritize and say, okay, if I can walk into this one, that's good. If not, I can stand to miss that. So then I can go on to do the next thing. If I want to hit the exhibit, the exhibitors floor or something like that. So it, prioritize and I think that's the biggest thing my little tip is keep your head on a swivel Mm -hmm. and leave a little room for the comic-con magic because some of our greatest comic-con moments are unanticipatable Mm -hmm. for example the redemption room pirate the pirate guy yep (laughs) that guy would not have happened explain that explain (laughs) that um our, was this our very first year? No, this was our third year. year. Third year. Third year. Yeah, so yep. sometimes in uh, panels, they'll give you like little tickets mm-hmm. for freebies. For little prizes. And, and some our, of them are really rad. Like, above us right now, there's a Hateful Eight lobby card that we got from the Redemption Room of Sam Jackson from the Hateful Eight. I love that lobby card. But before that, we didn't have the emotional fortitude to leave room to go to the Redemption Room. <laughs> so that third year, we're like, we're ready. We're going to turn in these tickets. Mm-hmm. And that year had a lot of tickets. Yeah. I think yeah. that was the hateful eight it, year. It was, yes. And there was a lot of cool stuff to get. Um, so uh, we were looking for, like, where's the redemption room? Where's the redemption room? And the volunteers, though they are very generous of their time, they really haven't mastered really informing their volunteers. <laughs> so you've spent a lot of time flailing and going, like, uh, and so we were all just panicking, where is this redemption room? We want to turn in our tickets. And then somebody overheard us, and he was wearing, like, a, a blouse yeah. and, like, a vest. With skulls on it, pirate skulls. Yeah. And he goes, you want the re- redemption room? Follow me! <laughs> and so, and he just, like, takes off. He's, like, running, and we're, like, running after him. And um, we're just following him. And then we, we realized, like, we're actually walking past a line. Um, but a we're still long a long line. line. And, but we're staying at the back of this park. And so finally, he walks right up to the redemption room. And then I go, we're with him. 
And everybody just waves us by. And then we surpassed the entire line and walked right into the redemption room yeah. and he, redeemed all of us. He was tickets. one of the managers of that line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think he must have forgot we were following him. I don't. <laughs> well, because <laughs> I, my memory of it is as he saw the line, he started freaking out and getting really, really mad. And we were following him as he was like cursing yeah. out the line. Yeah. And we followed him right into the into the tent and we got our tickets. Oops, no problem. happy accident. But then the great end of that story is years later, like three years later, Darren runs into him again. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Darren gets a great photo of him and the Redemption Pirate. Yeah, yeah. 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 Comic-Con is full of characters like but that. To but your point, Lisa, not only that, but one year you're walking around on the sidewalk by uh, the, the stadium, and who's next to you but Joss Whedon. That's right. And I had a really lovely encounter with Joss Whedon. And if you don't have your like head on a swivel, if you're not looking around, you'll miss, like, oh, Joss Whedon's next to me. Oh, my God, that's John Landis over there. Mm. Oh, that's Steve Niles. Oh, that's John Campia. Oh, that's uh, Todd McFarlane. Like, yeah. th they're all around you. and They're parked somewhere. They're parked somewhere, and, you know, not everyone knows who Todd McFarlane is. So if you go up to him on, on the gas lamp and you'd be like, Todd McFarlane, oh my God, I love Amazing Spider-Man. You'll be like, oh, good, yeah, you know, do his Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll thank you and you'll shake your hand and it's yeah. cool. You get to, you know, like that's, that's part of the magic that you can't anticipate to Lisa's point. My tip on time management is enjoy the line. Mm. Accept the line. Mm. Part oh, yeah. of Comic-Con is lines. Mm -hmm. And if that is off-putting to you, don't come. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to enjoy your time in a line, make friends, talk about the thing you're in line for, get excited about Star Trek or Steven Universe or whatever. Yeah. And if you're an introvert like me, bring a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bring a book, bring a comic. Mm -hmm. put, put your headphones in, listen to the It Modcast podcast. Yay. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Enjoy the time, enjoy the wait. Be present. That's, be present. Yeah. So Look around. Andy Serkis could be amongst you. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. yes, that could. did happen. Yes, <laughs> that happened too. <laughs> Twice. When, <laughs> when we were in line that day, uh, there was the Walking Dead panel that had just ended, mm -hmm. and Andrew Lincoln and Norman Reedus, the cast, had pulled up to the to the line right there and yep. hung out the window and signed autographs and took pictures, took pictures with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So since we're already talking about lines, mm -hmm. let's talk about the line, mm. the Hall H line. Yes. Yes. This took us a couple of years to master, but mm -hmm. now I think... Uh, we've really got it down. It, but it, and it goes back to having a team. Mm -hmm. um, and that happens over time. Yep. That happens over time. Because, I mean, I think the first uh, three or four years, it was really just us. Mm -hmm. um, 2015 is when we met uh, 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 Aisha, Miriam, and Fatima, who have become part of our Comic-Con family. And then the, the following year, 2016, is when we met Scott and Jake and, and his family. And then, uh, you know, uh, Sean and Michael. And Sean and Michael, last year, uh, shout out to them. They were the MVP. So uh, they won't be there this year. So someone's going to have to take their place. Um, I did elect myself. I will sacrifice uh, to try to get in line. Maybe not as, as early as, as Sean did, <laughs> but I will try to do that. But having a team in place, and again, that happens over time. So let, let's talk about that real quick. Like, Why do we need a team to wait in a line? Well, because uh, some of these lines start forming not hours before a panel, not even half a day before a panel. We're talking at least 24 hours before Saturday, a panel. Saturday? A Marvel day? You're talking 48 hours. Yes. yes. Thursday. Yes. Easily. Um, and sometimes there are unofficial panels because... and also Unofficial the, lines? Unofficial lines, I'm sorry. Uh, because and I, the staff there, the, the line staff there, you got to give kudos to them because I can only imagine how hard their job is. But you got people who are going to want to start waiting for Marvel on Saturday, on Thursday, on Friday. Wednesday. And, and Wednesday. <laughs> and you, you got to try to manage these people the best that you can. So, you know, you have that unofficial line and you just got to make sure that you're there and you're, you know, you're there for the, for the whole thing. So. And don't be a jerk about it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't not show your face that entire 48 hours and then roll up next to the people who are wearing crumpled pajamas because they've been sleeping outside and say like, hey, guess what? I'm in front of you because that's, that's some bad karma it's right there. It's part of the system yes. to rotate out people in your line. Absolutely. That's just, that's how it, it is. 
was unofficial, and now it's practically official. They've designed it with wristbands so that people can, once they get a wristband for that day, they can go back to the hotel and return to their spot, kind of, or at least their group. Um, but we never trust that. <laughs> we, we always have somebody, we always have three or four people in our group mm-hmm. waiting in their line for their seats. Well, and my tip would be, you know, especially if this is for first-timers, is if you get a spot in line, you line up initially, it goes back to what we were saying, you know, as far as make friends. Talk, make friends with the person in front of you and the f- person behind you because at some point you may want to go to the bathroom, you may want to go get something to eat, or you may want to go walk the floor to kill some time, kill two hours or what have you. Uh, and if you make friends with the person in f- front of you and the person behind you, you know, nine times out of ten, you can say, hey, I'm going to go do X, Y, or Z. Can you hold my spot? They'll vouch and, for And you. they'll vouch for you. And then vice versa, they may want to step out, mm-hmm. and you can say, hey, go go have some fun, go do some stuff. I got your spot in line. So it just becomes a, uh, a give and take. Yeah, because we're all in it together. Yep. And so they know, the people behind you, the people in front of you know. So, I mean, and everybody is really super cool about that. So mm-hmm. if you if you make yourself a buddy with the people around you, then it's no thing for you to just kind of go take a bathroom break or go on the floor for a little bit or something like that. And why, you know, not everyone wants to wait in the Hall H line to go to the Marvel event or the WP panel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, why do we wait for such a long time? The ex- that Hall H experience. What I is mean, it about the Hall H experience? Just being in that crowd with like-minded people that are wanting to see the same thing and to get those uh, presentations that they put on and to see the actors and, and just to... And what would you say to the critics who go, that trailer's going to be online anyway? But watching the trailer online when it drops, it's so much different than being in a room with 7,000 people yelling, anticipating seeing that trailer, especially for WB, specifically in the presentation that they have with that. I mean, we always talk about the cinematic experience. There is nothing more cinematic than the way WB puts on a panel with the way they pull those screens back. And to be in an audience of 6,000 people all cheering and falling in love with what they're seeing. Yes, absolutely. My Hall H line tip is, if you can manage it, take the midnight to the morning shift because that's when Andy Serkis is going to show up. That's when the magic happens. So it started happening, I'm guessing, organically, but then um, some of the studios started participating. Like, last year, the cast of Star Trek Discovery came mm. and delivered us donuts yeah. first thing in the morning yeah. to thank us for waiting in line. And, and did selfies with everybody. Yeah. Little FaceTime with the fans. Yeah. And so um, you want to show, you, you know, you get a little bonus for being up in those tents. And I know James Wan came out before the Aquaman. Yeah, he came, I, I missed James Wan. Oh. Uh, I think Michael and Kale got photos uh, with him. I, I, just, I just missed James Wan when he was out there. Um, and then, of course, Andy Serkis was out there a couple of years, um, tw- uh, twice. Yeah, the Supernatural yeah. cast usually comes out. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. gracious. Yeah, yeah, that's a good... And, you know, honestly, sleeping out in the stars in San Diego, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's, it's much better nice. than sitting out in line under that hot sun. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's and, you know, it's more low-key. You know, everything's died down. A lot of the crowd has gone. Um, you can, you know, listen to music and quietly or read or take a nap and get some rest. Um, so People yeah. are really respectful. Mm-hmm for the most part when it comes to it's nighttime and we're all sleeping. There's always, you know, I remember one year where there was like a really obnoxious group, but that's an exception. Rare, rare. Rare exception. And uh, also if you want to get food, uh, a lot of places like Subway are open 24 hours during Comic-Con. So you can always walk in the Gaslamp District, which is only a couple of blocks away if you want to grab a sandwich or something, if you you got the the late night munchies. (laughs) So... Um, and if for whatever reason, if there's an emergency, you need to go back to your hotel room. Uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, the shuttle service yeah. runs 24 yep. hours. So you would just uh, walk around to the front of the convention center uh, to your color designated stop. Uh, each each They have multiple stops in front of the convention center uh, designated by a color. And that particular uh, color has a, its own route and your hotel is on you know one of those routes and you would just hop on that shuttle it'd take you to your hotel you can do what you need to do 
Uh, it runs, I want to say, either every 30 minutes or every hour, if I'm not mistaken. It changes in the in the early morning hours. Okay. But, but yeah, it, so, not long. Yeah, so you can, you had, you'd have time to go back to your hotel, um, get what you need or do what you need to do, and then hop back on and come back in the line. Or you can stay, if you're switching out, like what Lisa was saying, if you're doing that, the late night shift, you know, you can switch out in that way and just come back in the morning. Yeah. Hmm? So... I think we've covered all of the topics that give the nerds the heart palpitations and the concerns. Do you guys have any kind of final thoughts or suggestions or tips or anything to share with our listeners? I mean, at the end of the day, just enjoy it. And I know this is something Darren will probably reiterate as well. And he mentioned it earlier in this podcast is like, just be in the moment. And I know me and him have talked about it in, in, in the past as far as like, uh, you know, a lot of times we want to, you know, get that selfie or, you know, kind of, uh, you know, record the moments that we have. But a lot of times, sometimes when you do that, you can miss out on just kind of, just enjoying being somewhere where you're with other people that are into the same things that you're into. Because especially if this is your first time, this is going to be something that you are going to remember for a lifetime. Because even though we've gone every year, I remember 2011. Like That's the one that mm-hmm. always sticks out to me, is going there for the first time and being on uh, in the front of the convention center and seeing <sighs> like and seeing like uh, all the, the images on the hotels for the first time. And you're just like, oh my God, like, this is Comic-Con. So if this is your first time, take it all in because uh, there's nothing like experiencing that for the first time. Uh, I agree. Uh, and again, just just be patient. You know, it, it, you're going to want to... It's going to be sensory overload. There's something everywhere you look. There's something to do. There's something to see. There's people in cosplay walking around you and you're going to see a, a minotaur walk past you you're going to see you know deadpool a thousand times um harley quinn harley quinn um but just just allow yourself to be patient just and pace yourself um and and yeah because you don't you don't want to miss something because you're you know you're you've gotten overly excited or you're just rushing yourself and you're you know you're holding yourself to this really strict timetable just allow allow comic-con to happen and just experience it just allow it to happen be present Hmm? Improvise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be- Discover something new. Yep. Just be flexible. Absolutely. You know. Uh, before we go. Hey, can I give my final tip? Oh, yes. <laughs> so my t- final tip is to cherish your time with your friends, mm-hmm. because I have a lot of me-centric favorite moments: meeting Joss Whedon, mm. um, doing co- cosplay for the first mm. time, yeah. like. But some of my favorite memories are of observing joy in the people that I love. Like Brian at the first Black Panther panel. Mm. I or, or Darren being witnessed by oh someone God. in a Morton Joe cosplay. Yeah. Or laying with Brad under the stars that first time we slept. Ah, it's the first time. Because that year is the year we met Aisha. Yeah, 2015. And Because uh, they yeah. had the Star Wars. Uh, yeah. yeah. The fireworks show. And being underneath the stars with Brad and the and the fireworks. Mm-hmm. So um, try, I know it's hard as a nerd. Everything feels very <laughs> me-centric. But try to cherish and um, observe and celebrate joy in others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And to reiterate that, like one of my things that I always look forward to is going back to see our Comic-Con family, mm-hmm. the people that we have built relationships with over the last three to four years, because um, we don't get to see them all the time, and seeing them once a year um, has really become a highlight for me, and to go out and to have those dinners, the one we had last year, which is so much fun at Puka de Beppo. Yeah. Puka de Beppo. Puka de, yeah. Um, so those are highlights, just to just to be around um, our family and just to, to, to congregate and to, to talk with them and just it's just it's just the best time for me. I Take love it. lots of photos, guys. Take <laughs> lots of photos. I can't wait to return to Comic Con this year. I'm excited because Darren, you're bringing your daughter Sia with you for yeah, the first man. time. That's a very special it's relationship. Go, it, it, it goes right to what Lisa was saying. I'm my whole entire purpose and what I'm looking forward to is just to watch her experience 
Comic-Con for the first time. Yeah, your brother Zach's returning to the yep. group as well. Yep. We've, coming back. we've Comic-Con with him in the past. That's yep. always a blast. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, Darren, where can our listeners find you online if they are excited by what they hear from the Disco Dork? Where can they find you? Uh, on Facebook, I am at the Disco Dork. On Instagram, I am at the Disco Dork. And on Twitter, I'm probably at the Disco Dork as well. And Brian, where can our listeners send their words of affirmation to you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at the Turtle Dork One, on Twitter at the Turtle Dork, and on Facebook at Brian William Young. And I am always accepting words of affirmation mm. at Sidewalk Siren on Instagram and Twitter, Brad. Uh, you can find me on all social medias at MouthDork. Uh, yeah, get on those feeds, guys. We're going to have lots of really cool photos posting on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Uh, it's it's always fun to watch Comic-Con through the lenses of other people's social media accounts, even when you're there, yeah. seeing like, <laughs> you know, you're not going to be with Brian or Darren in the moment, and they're across the, the gas lamp district, and they've just spotted... Um, you know, uh, uh, the Iron Spider cosplay. The guy, what's that guy's name? Um, oh, goodness, I can't uh, remember. I, I started following them. HK on, Lenses. I think it is. I want to yes, say, yes. yeah, he has like the most amazing mm-hmm. spider cosplay. He's from Hong Kong. Yep. It's whoa. And Brian caught the Iron Spider out there in the gas lamp yeah. district. So it's always yeah. cool to watch Comic Con through people's social media feeds. And even you while can you're there. you can follow the In the Mouth of Darkness podcast at It Modcast, and we have our little hashtag. ItModCon19? Yeah. No, it's it just hashtag ItModCon. Hashtag ItModCon. Follow that. You can see all the Comic-Cons from the past nine years through that hashtag. And jump on over to the ItModCast uh, podcast feed on Apple Podcasts and um, uh, YouTube. And you can join us for more Comic-Con conversation. We're going to be doing a SDCC 2019 preview cast where we're going to talk about all the panels that we're going to see this year. That's right. And you can commit to this podcast by uh, following us on Instagram and Twitter at CBCC podcast, subscribing to us on iTunes, Podbean and Spotify. And uh, you can give us the gift of five stars and a really generous uh, review that would make us feel really great. Right now, we're in the middle of our Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson series. We just covered um, Parallel Lives as well as the Sensational Spider Man Annual Number One from Matt Fraction and Salvador Lorca. And yeah, we're going to pick that up after Comic Con. So there you go. Until next time, guys, keep your love tank full and your psychic rapport open. Doopy doopy. <laughs>